Dear Lord, thank you, Father, for this opportunity, Lord, you grant us, Father, to come in and to uh, learn more about your will, learn more about your way. The guys pray that something may be said or done, dear Lord, that may be bring glory unto your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so we are still in Genesis, um, and we're still <clears throat> just talking about the beginning, and um, chapter 6 of Genesis, where we are in verses 11 through 22, are basically going to are basically going to describe for us God's wrath upon humankind or upon mankind. Um, And as we know, reading in verse five and seeing in chapter four, I'm sorry, chapter three through five, we've seen we've seen the fall in the garden. We've seen Cain kill Abel. And then we see uh, man start to seek after things that God did not intend for them to seek after and enjoy certain things that God did not have them enjoy. And so here in in chapter six, God is fed up with what is going on and what they were doing. And he's now is to a point where God is getting ready to judge the land. And so starting in verse 11, it says the earth The earth was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. And so the first thing we can see is we can see that God's wrath is coming. God's wrath is coming. God is getting ready to destroy the entire earth. He's getting ready to destroy it. And even let's all let's always try to look at it in the in the sense of what is going on today. Today, people have turned away from God, right? They're doing whatever they want to do. And then when we look out, we look at the news and we 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 look around us, we see all of these different things going on. Right. All of these calamities taking place. And then we wonder why people are being killed so much. We wonder why people are stealing so much. We wonder why people are so angry, are so hateful, are so why children are so disobedient, why parents are not doing what they're supposed to do. We see all of these different things and all of these different things are just an example of God's wrath taking place. Right. Because none of us feel that ease to be able to walk around and know that things are going to be peaceful. Right. We all feel in some sort, in some way that things can get violent at any time. And so here we see that God is fed up with it. And when God is fed up with what we're doing, God's wrath is going to be displayed. And so here he's getting ready to display his wrath. And he talks to Noah in verse 13. And he said, the end of all flesh has come before me for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy the earth. Now, not only do we see God's wrath, we see God's grace. Noah, even though Noah found grace in the sight of God, even though Noah was favored in God's sight, Noah is still a descendant of Adam. Right. We all are. Right. And so in in Noah's in his um, in his bloodstream and, and all through the fibers of his body, Noah is still a sinner. Right. 
but he found grace, right? Through God, right? And so Noah in here, the second thing we can take away is we can see God's grace, right? Because Noah also should have been taken down, right? I no doubt know that Noah wasn't perfect, right? But Noah followed the Lord, right? He trusted in God. And so that was the difference between them. Now, is the difference between the Christian and the unbeliever is that the, the Christian fully trusts that Jesus Christ died for their sins, right? It is not that the Christian lives his perfect life because we cannot live a perfect life, right? We have fully placed our trust in the fact that Jesus has died on the cross for our sins. He has rose up. He's been raised from the dead. He's coming back for us. And that the only way in which we can be accepted by God is to, to know Jesus for ourselves, meaning to accept him as our Lord and our Savior. And the only way we're going to be able to see heaven is through Jesus' blood that was done for us. And so Noah founds, finds grace in God because he believes in God and he does what God has asked him to do. And so here, the second thing we should see is that Noah has found grace in God. And so since he has found grace, we move into verse 14. God is now instructing him what to do in order to prepare for his wrath to come. And so verse 14, he said, make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in an ark and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth 50 cubits, and the height 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in it a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. And behold, I even, I do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die. So Noah is in the ark of safety. Noah is in, in what God has told him to do. He's building it so that he can be protected from God's wrath. If Noah chose not to use gopher wood, if Noah chose not to, not to uh, build it by the cubits in which God said, Noah would no doubt be going down in that boat and his family and all of creation as we know it. But here we see that Noah, we see what he does and we see his obedience to God, which we also see the righteousness, right? And which, which God has talked about, right? Previously, right? Could you? And we see the righteousness. And as we see that, we see why he found grace in the sight of God. <clears throat> Moving on to our next point. Next, we see God's plan. We see that God is getting ready to cause a flood to come upon the earth, right? A flood that has not been seen <laughs> before them and will not be seen after them, right? Because we know when we go on, we'll see that God is going to put a rainbow in the sky. And that rainbow is going to be God's sign to us that he will not flood the earth anymore. But they haven't seen it at all, right? So God's plan is to flood the entire earth so that they they will not be able to survive his wrath, right? We sing, um, it's going to rain, it's going to rain. You better get ready and bear this in mind. 
it won't be water, but fire the next time, right? And so we don't have to worry about the water anymore. But during this time, God used the flood in order to clear the earth, right? And scientists go and study and they're like, you know, I don't believe this. And then all of a sudden, they have to come to the conclusion that all of this water must have done some moving. The mountains must have done had to do deal with some type of change just by their form, just by the rocks being moved from a certain part of the world to another certain part of the world. These things can't happen without the water moving it all right. And, and you're finding all these bones from different animals and stuff like that. And when they find them, they find out that what? They had to be moved from one part to another. But how can they move that far? The earth must have been flooded. And so God floods the earth. But that is God's plan is what we must know. God's plan was to flood the earth. But God doesn't leave that plan alone. And the fact that that the man is that all men are gone. Noah and his family are still there. And not only Noah and his family are still there, we see that the animals are still there. So moving to verse Going back to verse 17 and coming down, it said, And behold, I even do bring a flood upon the earth and destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee, I will establish my covenant and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons wives with thee and everything of all flesh. Two of every sort shall thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female, of fowls after their kind, and of cattle after their kind, of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind. Two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive. And take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it unto thee, and it shall be for food for thee. And for them, thus Noah did according to all God commanded him. So did he. And so God still has his plan in order from the beginning of time. Adam and Eve were married, right? Did they have Adam, Eve, um, Cheryl, uh, Monique? Did he Adam have all those wives? Nope. Just Adam and Eve. Did, was it Adam and Steve? No. It wasn't Adam and Steve. It was it was it was it Eve and 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 Cheryl? No. God's plan here is still being fulfilled from the time he told Adam, right? And so now it doesn't change anything. He brings in male and female, both, and brings two of each kind, and he brings them in so that when they get off the boat after God's judgment, they can continue to procreate and have life on earth in which God has designed it to happen. So not only was that, do we see God's wrath? Do we see God's grace? We see God's plan. We see God's mercy. God could have killed the entire world. He let Noah live. He let Noah's family live. He let some of the animals live. And when we hear people say, you know, uh, the God of the Old Testament is, is just mean he just he just he just hated everyone and he just like just he he just didn't know what he was doing we see that noah found grace in his sight god still let some survive he still let noah and his family survive not only did he let noah and his family survive he let the animals live and they are going to come off this boat knowing that God's wrath should have been on them, right? And not only should God's wrath have been on them, that 
they don't deserve what they received, but God has been merciful. God has been gracious unto them. And so man's wickedness, God's judgment, man's wickedness, God's judgment, but also God's grace. Amen.